Hey, listeners, welcome to this special edition of our Hope Anchored podcast, where for the next four episodes, we're going to be talking all things Christmas. And we hope that as we lead into that awesome day that we know as Christmas Day, that you may be able to take some time during your day, during your week, just to focus on Jesus, just that little bit more, and who knows what might happen. I'll be joined with my co-host, our co-lead pastor, and my incredible wife, Shanti, as we chat all things Christmas. We do a little bit of prayer and liturgy together at the end of each episode. And if you want, there's a digital devotional download available from our website at c3church.melbourne that you can use for yourself or share with friends and family. So we hope you enjoy the chat. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Week two of our Advent podcast series. Hopefully you enjoyed the first one and you worked your way through the readings and devotionals and took some time to reflect as well with your own thoughts, notes, and prayers. And so, how are you, Shanti? I'm good. Should ask you how you are. I feel, I feel like that's good podcast etiquette. <laughs> I'm not sure what, what the what the podcast etiquette is, but... I'm not sure either. Not sure. We'll, we'll figure this out as we go. And one week closer to Christmas. Yes. Not that it's really one week for us because, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest, we're filming this in one series, hopefully. That's the yeah, plan. the plan. Yes, that's the plan. There's been a few takes and retakes. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of, you know... There's a bit of work that goes into these, that's for sure. But you hey, most of the work. Yeah, we work together. We're, we're a team. I guess one of the things talking Christmas, going back to all things Christmas, is you often see these kind of sayings that really only seem to be Christmas-ish. <laughs> so you know, Yuletide and uh, sin and error pining. We talked about in our last episode. It's not necessarily a phrase that that we kind of kick around too much. And I think the the phrasing good tidings gets gets a bit of a run at Christmas time. It's um a bit of a hallmark kind of Christmas card. Yeah. Remember Christmas cards? Remember? <laughs> Christmas cards used to be massive, didn't they? Massive. Your dad used to hang them up all around your house. Like we would get this is a string. Yeah. We it it formed part of the uh Christmas decor. Yeah. Like tinsel, <laughs> uncolor coordinated, as thick as possible tinsel. You, you you've banned tinsel in our house. I, I have. You, I do you, not like. You're tinsel not a at fan, all. and of, it's not environmentally friendly. No, no. Well, I think. Well, I think Dad's had the same tinsel for about thirty True, years. He yeah, ha- he does. Yeah. Reuse. So part of the Christmas decorations was was there was a wall dedicated to the Christmas cards. And so, like, we would literally get home from school, and he'd be like, "Did you get any Christmas cards today? Where'd you get? Where, where'd you get, get? Where's your Christmas cards? Like, no, none of this. How was school? You know, is everything okay? You know, would you like some afternoon tea? Where's the Christmas cards? Because he just wanted to get them up on the wall. He used to hang them. And over the years, like, it was a bit of a competition. It has become a competition. It was a competition, like who who got the most Christmas cards between me and my siblings, because it was a direct reflection of your popularity and we kind of have a competition with him now as well we still have a bit of a competition with yeah. granddad he always was kind of going off his children like so we're probably the same yeah, okay. right you, you're dependent upon your children it's true but they're not a, but it's also a different time you don't 
kind of they don't give out as many Christmas cards. I don't feel like Christmas cards are as big a thing as they were. No, they're not, are they? Not really. Yeah. And so poor dad's Christmas card war has been getting oh. less and less every year. Um, we'll have to send him a few. Maybe we can do like an advent of Christmas yeah, cards. Yeah, we'll send one every day in the mail. We'll send him a Christmas card every <laughs> day. probably get them in February, yeah, but, you know, hey, hey, straight post. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> and so, yeah, like you said, Good Tidings is very Christmas card-ish, but it's not actually a Hallmark phrase or a Christmas card no. phrase. It's actually from the, the King James translation of Scripture, and it means news so good that you want to shout it from the rooftops. It's that that heralding, that declaration that that something good has happened. I remember, um, you know, several years ago, 2012, I think, when the Swans did win a grand final, <laughs> and it's been, we've had three losings, one, three losing ones since. But I remember when they won, I just, for some reason just grabbed the saucepans and wooden spoon out of the drawers and cabinets and ran down the street banging. The, I did not remember <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know why I did that, but I was. It was good tidings. And what for you, Christmas time? What? What's the good news? What's the what? What is it about Christmas that makes you reflect on on good news? It's everything. Everything. <laughs> See, we, everything. we did discover that your sister Christmas. Yeah, I love everything about Christmas. I love all the traditions. I love all of. The time spent with the family. I love that, you know, our kids get to hear about, um, you know, know the real meaning, I suppose, of what Christmas is really um, about. And I love giving gifts. I, I love giving people gifts and buying gifts and finding the right gifts for people. Yeah. And you're a bit of a... Um if someone buys me a gift, we have to buy them a gift totally. kind of person. Yeah, we've got to have spares ready to go. <laughs> Which for me, I'm just like, well, no, the, the, you don't buy a gift with the expectation that that person will return a gift no. to you. You may as well just buy yourself something. I don't do it with that expectation, but I do feel like I It's need like the guilt to, gift, the yeah. guilt gift. Uh, just the kind of Cadbury's favourites in the cupboard ready to go, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, I guess... The, 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 like you said, we talked, we try to teach our kids the true meaning of Christmas, which is that is the, is the gospel. Mm. That is the true meaning of Christmas is the gospel is that Christ was born to bring salvation and redemption into the world. And it's a reminder to us that the gospel is still the power of God unto salvation. Yeah. There's no other way by which a person can be restored into relationship with God except through the good news that Jesus came, lived, died, and rose again. Mm. And the Apostle Paul talked about it in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. And so Christmas is definitely a time for remembrance of the gospel and what what is achieved in in Jesus's uh, taking the form of man and coming to earth and what it was achieved on the cross and so we'd encourage you to be be re- be reflective of that and like you said you you love everything about Christmas you love to decorate the tree yep you love to you know color coordinate everything 
I do. Do we have a theme for this year? Have you thought about a theme yet? Well, I'm thinking that we change. We've had our Christmas decorations for a very long time. Have I'm we? thinking about we have. Okay. We just pull them out and they they are nice colors. They're like the pastel pinks and blues, but we're going traditional this year, I feel. Gold, red and green. Cool. Yep, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. And uh what about the mistletoe? Any, any we don't, we don't, we don't, mistletoe is not a big thing no, in Australia, is it? No. I couldn't even find any. The last time I bought mistletoe, I put it on people's gifts that we I had to do for work and I had to buy it from David Jones. Yeah. Yeah. You just kiss me whenever you want, really. That's, <laughs> that's, you don't need mistletoe for that. We do a that, wreath. Right? Is that what it is? Is it a wreath? A wreath, yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, to make do. my own you wreath. You do. Yeah. But I, I like this... Uh, this scripture in, in today's reading, let me see if I can find it here, Psalm 85. And the reason I'm talking about mistletoe there is because obviously that, that connection with, with kissing mercy and truth have met together, righteousness and peace have kissed. And I just think that's a great kind of phrasing and snapshot of the gospel that righteousness and peace have kissed. And I think uh again in in the devotionals there you you might see it written down it's it's a quote that that I found as we were putting this together that these attributes of mercy and truth righteousness and peace they they were really torn away torn apart from uh I guess humankind at the fall of Adam but they meet together again at the birth of Christ yeah and righteousness and peace kiss together so i just i just think that's a really good uh picture of of what christmas time reminds us of that uh, that righteousness is is available peace yeah, is made access possible access absolutely and you know peace is so important yes for people's hearts and for people's well-being and Christmas can be a less than peaceful time, <laughs> you know, can be, like you said, I think we talked about last time, it's just chaos, really. It is. It can be stressful too, you know, you've got families that come together that aren't usually together and there's a lot of stuff sometimes yep. that, you know, comes back together, you know, it can, it can be quite a stressful time. Yeah, and I think probably for some of our listeners who may be... Um, don't necessarily who live apart from family, maybe they're interstate or for whatever reason, and so maybe spend Christmas alone. Maybe people don't necessarily have big, large family situations like we we have. And again, there can be added anxieties yeah. at Christmas time. And I guess our encouragement in in part of our our podcast episode this week is that to reflect on the peace that Jesus brings. Yes. Because it's not just, you know, creating a, a peaceful environment or a chaos-free Christmas lunch. It, the peace that Jesus brings is this presence of him in our lives. Yeah. Um, and so as you step through this Advent journal and these podcasts, Again, take time to draw on the peace that comes from the presence of Jesus. Yeah. 
even in that chaos, draw on that peace, you know, even on the drive to Sydney and the rush and, you know, wherever people are, yeah, just have that reminder that you have access to his peace. The drive home from Sydney is normally a lot more peaceful because we normally listen to the no, cricket. it's awful. <laughs> I drive the whole way so you don't get charge of the radio station. Yeah, um, and eight you trick hours. me. You always let us have a bit of a sleep in instead of rushing us out. So it's a good that, move. Yeah. It's well, I'm move. on to you, so yeah. I'll know. Yeah, and so, you know, Christmas time, Jesus comes to, to bring peace and and. The, I think the scripture from Second Peter today talks about that, that to be found by him is peace and that the Lord is, you know, that there is long suffering of our Lord. In, that, in other words, that long suffering is there's that, there's that waiting. There's that come now again. We talked about Advent being about coming again. And sometimes as Christians, we, we long for that second coming where Christ will come and reclaim what was lost and make all things new and take us into the, the new Jerusalem as it were. But I like the thought that, that I read from, from one commentator when he, when he talked about that the long suffering and seeming de- delay in Jesus' coming again is should be reason for celebration for us as believers because it's opportunity for more and more people to find that peace mm. and i guess we we pray for that in our own families yeah. that that those who don't know christ may find the peace that we have found um, and i think that's really important to be prayerful of those who don't know christ like we know him that that they might they might find that that peace and you know i think we talked about last week that i'm i'm definitely the grinch in the family <laughs> i'm getting better though not just known by our family as the Grinch, but known by others. <laughs> my, my, my reputation precedes me. Yes, definitely. But I'm getting better. Yeah. You know, I'm a work in progress. Uh, you see, I'm you being have sanctified. definitely gotten better over yeah. the years. Yeah. Yeah. But you never used to get up early on Christmas morning or wanted why? to. Why? I wanted to participate in, you know, yeah. I just like to control it was a control game. It's just a control game. Um, but, you know, one of our readings is is from Mark's gospel this week. And I kind of like the fact that when Mark writes his gospel and he begins to tell his story of Jesus, that he just, he doesn't start with the angel visiting Mary. He doesn't start with baby Jesus laying quietly in a manger he's yeah meek and mild they are surrounded by all these you know one lamb and one sheep and one cow and one camel like just random you know ancient israel animals but he, he starts with john the baptist in in the wilderness preaching the gospel of repentance and for me it was like well what's the connect to christmas there but really the Christmas time is a remembrance that that we are in need of salvation mm-hmm. and in need of repentance and that John the Baptist's message was a message of salvation. It was a message of turn back to God, which, you know, may have made him be Israel's Grinch, <laughs> <laughs> you know, out there, this 
locust-eating, camel-haired-wearing prophet preaching repentance and calling everyone brood of vipers. Um, maybe people thought he was like the, the prophet Grinch. But again, Christmas, let, let's remember uh, as we go into our prayer and readings that that repentance is a beautiful part of the gospel. Yeah. And that to us who are believers, John the Baptist is a messenger of salvation. The gospel is a message of salvation and repentance is a message of life. And to the unbelieving, maybe not so. So let's, like we said earlier, keep prayerful about those who are still unbelieving in our world. Yeah. So good to chat again. <laughs> I'm sure I'll see you in just a few moments you probably will. <laughs> as we prepare for next week's episode. But hey, let's take some time to go through today's prayer and readings. Merciful God, who sent your messengers, the prophets, to preach repentance and prepare the way for our salvation. Give us grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sins that we may greet with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Isaiah 49-11 You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a mountain high. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the Sovereign Lord comes with power, and He rules with a mighty arm. See, His reward is with Him, and His recompense accompanies Him. He tends His flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in His arms and carries them close to His heart. He gently leads those that have young. Psalm 85.10 Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. 2 Peter 314 Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless, and consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. Mark 1, 4-5 John came baptizing in the wilderness, and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea and all those from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Thanks for listening to today's episode of our special Advent series in our Hope Anchored podcast. If you would like more information about our church, you can find us online at c3church.melbourne or find our Hope Anchored podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts.